Section 7 of Walnut Growing in Oregon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Walnut Growing in Oregon by Jacob Calvin Cooper. Grafted Trees. The testimony in favor of the grafted tree is not yet very abundant in Oregon, as the grafting business is new, but with the evidence at hand it will surely have a standing in court. Professor Lewis speaks plainly on this subject. He says, One of the main points of discussion is, which are preferable, grafted or seedling trees? Let us consider the seedling tree first. There are men who claim that these are superior to grafted trees, especially in size, prolificness, etc., that there is something about our wonderful Oregon climate that causes the so-called second-generation trees to bear larger and better fruits than the parent plant. And these writers love to dwell on the subject of generation. There is at times a sort of mystery, an uncanny vagueness connected with this subject that is baffling and bewildering to the layman, and causes him to listen with mouth agape. It is the same sweet, silly story that we have had to learn by bitter experience with other nuts and fruits, and some of us will evidently pay dearly for it in the case of the walnut. The term first generation is generally applied to the parent tree. Some say the original tree, while others put the clause on the original grafted tree. Nuts taken from such trees and planted produce the second generation trees. These may be equal, may be superior, or may be inferior to the original stock. It is this very variation and instability that makes the seedling to a more or less degree a gambling proposition. The following is taken from a paper on walnut culture by Luther Burbank, read before the annual meeting of the California Fruit Growers Convention. In all cases, the best results will be obtained by grafting on our native California black walnut or some of its hybrids. No one who grows English walnuts on their own roots need expect to be able to compete with those who grow them on the native black walnut roots, for when grown on these roots, the trees will uniformly be larger and longer-lived will hardly be affected by blight and other diseases, and will bear from two to four times as many nuts, which will be of larger size and of much better quality. These are the facts, not theories, and walnut growers should take heed. Although not popular among nurserymen, yet the best way to produce a paying orchard of walnuts is to plant the nuts from some vigorous black walnut tree, three or four in each place where a tree is to stand. At the end of the first summer, remove all but the strongest among them, let the trees grow as they will, for from three to six years, until they have formed their own natural, vigorous system of roots, then graft to the best variety extant which thrives in your locality, and if on deep, well-drained land you will at once have a grove of walnuts which will pay, at present, or even with very much lower prices, a most princely interest on your investment, by grafting in the nursery, or before the native tree has had time to produce its own system of roots, by its own rapid-growing leafy top, you have gained little or nothing over planting trees on their own roots, for the foliage of any tree governs the size, extent, and form of the root system. Take heed, as these are the facts, not fancies, and are not to be neglected if you would have a walnut grove on a safe foundation. I hold in my hands a record, and also a photograph, of one of the Santa Rosa walnut trees grafted, as I recommended, on the black walnut, 1891. This was handed to me by the owner, George C. Payne of Campbell. The record may be of interest to you. Dimensions, 1905. Spread of top, 66 feet. Circumference, 1 foot above ground, 8 feet 9 inches. No record of nuts was kept until 1897. 
which amounted to 250 pounds. 1898, 302 pounds. 1899, 229 pounds. 1900, 600 pounds. 1901, 237 pounds. 1902, 478 pounds. 1903, 380 pounds. 1904, 481 pounds. 1905, 269 pounds. 1908, 712 pounds. The walnut has generally been considered a very difficult tree to graft successfully. Mr. Payne has perfected a mode of grafting, which in his hands is without doubt the most successful known. By it he is uniformly successful, often making 100% of the grafts to grow. Who can do better by any method? When you plant another tree, why not plant a walnut? Then, besides sentiment, shade, and leaves, you may have a perennial supply of nuts, the improved kinds of which furnish the most delicious, nutritious, and healthful food which has ever been known. The old-fashioned hit-or-miss nuts, which we used to purchase at the grocery store, were generally of a rich, irregular mixture in form, size, and color, with meats of varying degrees of unsoundness, bitter, musty, rancid, or with no meat at all. From these early memories and the usual accompanying after-effects, nuts have not been a very popular food for regular use until lately, when good ones at a moderate price can generally, but not always, be purchased at all first-class stores. The consumption of nuts is probably increasing among all civilized nations today faster than that of any other food, and we should keep up with this increasing demand and make the increase still more rapid by producing nuts of uniformly good quality. This can be done without extra effort and with an increase in the health and rapid and permanent increase in the wealth of ourselves and neighbors. An American black walnut growing on a lot on the east side of Grand Street, residence of J.C. Cooper McMinnville, Grafted by Mr. Payne, May 14, 1908, grew seven and a half feet in 95 days, and was still growing when the terminal buds were nipped by the early September frost of that year. The sprouts were pruned back to 12 inches. The tree made a vigorous growth in 1909, making a spread of 13 feet. Some think the American black a better tree for grafting stock than the California black. One of the noblest and grandest trees in any American forest is the American black walnut. And while a little slow at the beginning of its career, it is only a question of time when it will overtake all others. It knows no disease or pests, and he who plants it lays a foundation for twenty to fifty generations to come, as well as for himself and those of his own household. A four-year-old hybrid, four inches in diameter, grafted in by Mr. Payne, grew a sprout as shown, seven feet nine inches high, in four months from the setting of the graft. It is growing on the east side of D Street near the Presbyterian Church in front of the residence of Mrs. Sarah Updegraff, McMinnville, Oregon. Three trees there all show the same vigor, with little or no cultivation. John H. Hartog, formerly of Eugene, wrote of the experience of Mr. E. Turpening, one of the most successful walnut growers near that city. Mr. Turpening is a devotee of the grafted tree. And why? A burnt child spurns the fire, says the proverb. Mr. Turpening set out second-generation Mayettes and Franquettes, expecting that these seedlings would produce true, but when they commenced to bear, behold his amazement at finding that he had a variety of almost every kind. This was enough to convince him that in the future he would use grafted trees, and know what he was doing and what kind of nut he was raising. Counting out trees of other kinds, he has four acres in walnuts, and these produced, in 1905, 700 pounds, in 1906, 1,200 pounds. 
and 1907, 2,000 pounds, and 1908, 3,000 pounds. This spring he set out 450 more trees, and wisely he put them 50 feet apart and will grow peaches in between for a few years. While it is generally said that walnuts come into bearing after eight years, Mr. Turpening states that the grafted tree will bear commercially in six years, which tallies exactly with my experience. The turpening walnut trees are grafted on American black, and his favorite variety is the Mayette, and lately the so-called improved Mayette. End of section 7. Recording by Valentina Vicelli.